You're listening to Disruptive Dialogues on the Future of Religion. Our aim is to provide listeners tools for a conversation on how religion is changing and being affected by society. I'm your co-host, Troy Shepard. I'm an app developer and a business entrepreneur and a researcher on cultural trends related to religion and community. And I'm your co-host, Dr. Heidi Campbell, a professor of communication at Texas A&M University, where I study the intersection of religion, media, and digital technology. Welcome, and let's dive into today's conversation. Welcome back to Disruptive Dialogues on the Future of Religion. This week, we're going to start a new four-part series entitled, Is Your Church Going Secular Because? In this series, we're going to be tackling four topics on changes in church membership, changing perceptions of church mission, ignoring outreach in the digital age, and public versus private faith. So Troy, why did we decide to do this series? Yeah, so I think this topic is important because we're we're seeing some trends that indicate that churches are becoming irrelevant to culture. Culture is starting to ignore the church. And these statistics show that culture is not just ignoring, but they're just not interested in what the church has to say or some of the practices that go along with being a part of the church. Yeah, I would agree. This issue of is the church becoming more secular, I think is becoming growingly important. I lived for the 10 years in the UK where kind of the secularization of culture was a very important topic in theology and in religious studies. We, you could see with the lack of investment oftentimes in uh, church attendance and just the public role of religion in society had been waning in Europe. And so, you know, the argument that Europe was moving toward a more secular society seemed very well founded in many respects. But moving to the to Texas and being on the edge of the Bible Belt, it didn't seem to be like, oh, well, that's just what's happening in other parts of the world. But over the last 18 months, and especially over the pandemic, we've been seeing a lot of surprising surveys and findings come out about how people see their role in church, how much they're invested and spend time in that, and just how, how their faith perceptions are changing in people. And so big question that's coming to many pastors' minds, I know in my conversations with them, is will people come back to the church after the pandemic? Not just because of health and safety reasons, but has this time away or this kind of hiatus encouraged people to maybe look differently at their faith and the role being part of a church plays? So I think secularization in the church is a hot and important topic for us to explore. And so this week, we're going to be talking about the topic, Is Your Church Going Secular Because of Shifting Ideas in Church Membership? So I know for myself, if I think back of my memories of what church membership looked like for me, I grew up in the church, and one of the things that I remember my parents having to go through when we talk about membership was, you would attend a church... And after you've attended a church a few times, you would then, if you wanted to become part of that church, you would then go through a class or a at least some short kind of inauguration into becoming officially tied to that particular church or organization. And once you did that, then you could start partaking in actually, I guess what I would consider being on mission. But, but you had to go through that first before you could be considered a member of that particular church. Um, so then when I think back to my own personal experience as an adult, I remember one church that I was going to, there was 
maybe uh, 80 to 100 people that would go to this particular church on a regular basis. And I went there for five years consistently. I was involved in youth leadership and like junior high leadership. I was involved in some small groups that were that were being led outside of the church. But sometime in that uh, four to five year mark, I remember there was this family sitting behind me and they had sat behind me many, many, many times over the years. I knew who they were. And there was this portion of church that they call the meet and greet portion And they asked me if I was a visitor, as if they had never seen me before. And I was actually a member of this particular church. I was was involved in all these different things, and I I think I had actually even signed a covenant to be a part of this church. I also remember in another church that I was a part of, a different church, I had gone there for nine months went to every single Sunday service that they had, every church service that they had, even Wednesday nights, traveled with to a nearby city for some kind of like fun events for people that were of my same age. And still after being there nine months, I had the senior staff show up at my door on a regular basis. Usually it was Sunday evening, asking me if I was ready to become a member. Like what I was doing wasn't quite good enough, you know? What about your experience, Heidi? Well, I had quite a unique upbringing. And my parents, we've traveled and visited many churches between the time I was young to going into college. We were probably had been in part of about maybe 10 to 12 different churches. So oftentimes, you know, when we go to a new church, my parents would kind of get to know people. We They would get involved in a Bible study group. We would always be going to Sunday school, Wednesday night services. They'd be very involved. And they also believed in tithing regularly to the church that you were attending. But they didn't really have a strong commitment to membership as far as you know, going through the classes because they always felt, well, if we're Christians and we believe and we're part of this, you know, active in the activities of the church, that should be good enough for church membership. Mm-hmm. And so I remember on two different occasions, the elders of the church or the pastor church, again, knocking at the door and coming and asking, wouldn't you like to sign the covenant of membership, the commitment to our church? And I remember hearing, overhearing my parents saying, well, you know, we're att- attending regularly, you know, we tithe. And basically what I, I got out of the conversation was because if they didn't sign the covenant and officially become members in quotation marks, then they only counted as visitors on the ro- rolls and roster. And they wanted to make sure that my mom and dad were part members so they could count them in the official number records of how big their church was. And also their ties would be moved from just random ties to the offering category. So their income, you know, I remember them, my parents saying, so it's basically down to your numbers and the money issue that we don't fit in the official categories. And that's a problem for you. And I remember that being a bit of an awkward conversation. And then I remember pretty soon we um, moved to a different church after that. Hmm. But just the idea that for me, my understanding of church a membership was it was like a legal act. It, was, it wasn't about your faith or your commitment or even your investment in a particular group of people. It was just about numbers and money. And you know that didn't sit well with them and didn't really sit well with me either. Yeah, so one of the reasons that we are talking about this topic, again, the topic of is your church going secular because of shifting ideas in church membership, there was a Gallup poll that just came out recently. And for the first time since the late 1930s, fewer than half of Americans say that they belong to a church, a synagogue, or even a mosque. 
And this report, I think, was done sometime during the pandemic. So it's it's very recent data. And it just kind of gives us an idea of this is actually a really big mark in history. This is the first time that we've seen such low numbers for membership in churches in almost a century. Yeah, and what that says really is that there are more people that aren't members of a church than than are. And that's a real change in kind of the identity of the U.S. as being a Christian nation, as well as kind of the affiliations. And I harken back to some of the things that I said when I lived in Europe. There was the phrase believing and not belonging had become very popular and very important. A sociologist who did studies of uh, kind of church attendance in the UK post-World War II found that a lot of people were disillusioned with the institution of the church, but still had a faith. And so they would go on Sunday, Christmas and Easter and other times. Now what we're seeing is that same phenomena here, this believing and not belonging becoming more common. Scholars of religion have been talking about this for the past decade, especially with the rise of the nuns, people who describe themselves as being spiritual, but not religious, and particularly not religious in the sense that they don't link themselves to one specific religious group or have membership in one specific religious institution or church. And now, again, this was always seen as something happening in other places or happening on the fringes, but now this is happening in the heartlands of the Bible Belt in America. And you know, that, that kind of reminds me of, so there's this app, it's called Meetup. I think you can use it online too in your browser. But with Meetup, it's basically a way for people to join in a group. And the one thing that's really cool about it is that right away when you join a group, whatever your passion is, whatever you, you know, whatever group you choose to join, like right away you can feel accepted because other people in that group are passionate about the same thing that you are. You get to know everybody's name. You know, you you sh- you share a like passion. People who are like minded, and I guess I I think of that, and I think is, is that really what the church is doing, or what the church has done? Because it seems like it seems like there's an interest in some things that aren't necessarily what others would call important. Like for instance, like you just mentioned, you know the. You want to know that I'm committed here before I can be part of this group. And you want to know that this allocation of funds that I'm willing to distribute is going to a certain area. So I think it just it just brings to my mind like there's other ways of doing the exact same thing. Not exactly, but very similar. And yet it's it's really complex when you start to engage with the word religion or church. And and I don't think it has to be complex. And one of the interesting things in this Gallup poll is that it's it's reported that in the last two decades alone, there's been a 33% drop in churches or houses of worship, their membership rates. Especially we see the, the movement really in the last five years of kind of significant drop-offs. And before it'd be like every decade, there'd be a few percentage points. But now we've seen this you know, significant to the point it's the lowest levels since the 1930s and the, and the 20th century. And so it makes you think like, wow, you know, what has made membership drop? And why is membership now not important? What's going on here? And it's something really saying about the way people perceive it not as central, a central role in their lives. And that there's not just other things competing for their times, but it's not 
worth the investment. It's not valued by their social group. There's no kind of sense of not just social pressure, but internal investment in church. So that, that has a lot to say, not just about the people, but it has a lot to say about the church itself. How do we see church and what role does it play in society? And is there something about the culture of the church that's contributing to it being seen as not a valued part of people's lives? I think a big thing with church and, and kind of connecting culture is there has to be a connection, right? I mean, there has to be that connection. So your church may be missing a way to connect with others, and that connection really leads to, you know, what you would call a missional gathering, uh, people who are committed to disciple-oriented activities. And without that, without that connection, without that authentic connection, if there's things that are getting in the way, like attendance or membership, or we just need to know where your money's going, when those are the issues, the connection gets really strained. Mm. And when a connection is strained, you're going to see this shift. The topic that we're talking about today is, is your church going secular because of shifting ideas in church membership. You know, we raise these questions because we want to know what the role of the church is. And how people see that role into society. So in the next podcast, we're going to look at more at some of these issues and perceptions of the church in the topic, is your church going secular because the Great Commission has been sidelined? So exploring what that idea of the Great Commission is and how it's being perceived in the culture of the church. So thanks for joining us today, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode and if you haven't done so already, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified of future podcasts. And be sure to rate and review this podcast on your favorite platform or share it with your friends. We hope you're leaving today with a better understanding about religion and conversational tools to talk about it. We look forward to seeing you again in our next episode. So until then, take, take care. care.